Blog Talk Radio. the Frontier Beyond Fear blog talk radio program, also heard on many syndicates. My name is Susan Larison Dance, and today is Saturday, May 14th, 2022. And I have to say, I come to this program today really deeply, deeply reflecting on what it is each of us can do personally to reflect upon and at times, yes, speak about a very important topic that is unfolding in the week to come and has been unfolding for a very long time and really is a much greater topic than the context and the boxes in which it tends to be placed. And that has to do, and this isn't the first time I've talked about this topic, not by a long shot, that has to do with the extraterrestrial phenomenon, pondering life beyond the earth, which is the greater topic here. But this week, it's going to be surfaced and already is within the context of a congressional hearing on Tuesday studying UFOs, or UAPs, as they are now called. And to be clear, these are being looked at as unknowns, although we don't know what they're going to say in the hearing, but they are looking at these unusual things in the skies. That is what presumably they will be talking about at this hearing. I am not an expert nor do I even choose to be an expert in the so-called nuts and bolts aspects of this topic. It is my view, and it's very important to consider this view, because it's not only my view, it's a societal view that it's time to be reflecting on this topic and we're being called to reflect clearly because this is going to be in the news this week and there are going to be all different ways of talking about it. We are being called to reflect on this as real people, as simple as that can be, within the context of our own society and within the context of the perspectives that we bring to the table within our regular lives. And yes, that often includes, for many people, spirituality. But beyond that, this also has to do very much so with how our civilization pursues truth and how we tend to shut the doors on the plausibility of certain perspectives because it gets wrapped up in a belief system. And belief systems can arrive in many 
different ways, not just within the context of religion. We can become dogmatic and confined in many ways if we restrict our explorations for truth. And so I know that my particular perspective here and how I choose to talk about it and have talked about it really for years, although not in a very um, prominent way, nor was that ever intended, is from a spiritual perspective. But I've also always been interested in the topic in other ways as well. As a child, I was even curious about many things, many things that, you know, some may consider beyond the normal. And by the way, you will find, which I'll talk about a little bit more in a little bit, um, a link on my page today to what was really quite a phenomenal and important discussion where two souls honestly reflected on two different, and yet there was a place that, that we could meet perspectives on this topic. The nuts and bolts, although it turned out that wasn't that strict after all, and the spiritual. And I need to be careful here myself not to dismiss out of hand the nuts and bolts aspect, because that is very tempting, even though my approach to this is about how do we think about this in a spiritual way, and what is it that we're looking for? And that's really about the broader discussion. Yes, it, it may be prompted by looking at what are these unusual things in the sky. There is a broader discussion around that, reflecting upon who are we as beings? Who are we? The real questions of life. Why are we here? What have we observed in very objective ways often about what could be termed as spiritual phenomenon, but really are aspects of existence? And you will find that the conversation that I have included on the page with Stephen Bassett, who often talks about this phenomenon and is actively talking about it now with the caveat it was early 2016 and things have no doubt changed since then. But some of the things that come up have to do with this, how do we approach the societal impacts? And we have... You know, this is a pretty lively discussion. We're not exactly on the same page, and you'll find that interesting, though we find very gracious and helpful ways to meet. I am really contemplating how to talk about this more because I have talked about it and I have thought about it, though I'm not exactly, and nor do I need to be, some, you know, author in this community. As I said, I am no expert on the nuts and bolts. And as comes up in that conversation that we have, there are aspects of this phenomenon that are viscerally uncomfortable. And they are difficult to think about. I have a very hard time going deeply into exploring those things because I'm no more than I don't explore the very intricate details of other dark things that happen on the planet. That doesn't mean that I'm dismissing them out of hand. It's just that it's not my specific focus. I know how hard it is. I am empathically concerned about those who have been impacted by this in a challenging way. And I have even in the past 
have had booths at a local UFO festival where people have come by and shared things, clearly having been very impacted by a difficult experience. It goes beyond that, too. It's about the fundamental theme, keeping away from that term. Maybe that's the wrong term to use, but maybe let's just say the core or essential theme of what I'm about and what this program is about is how do we enable a higher perspective without being totally consumed by our fears? How do we think about things in a more expansive way? Many of us have had very genuine spiritual experiences. And yes, on this program, I talk a lot about the unconditional love of the divine that you can feel. That is something experiential. And yes, it's also a part of multiple belief systems as well. And it it is my every hope that more people could feel the profound Found impacts of the spiritual. The movie Contact shows this in a rather interesting way. And, you know, Carl Sagan, he was not a spiritual person per se. He questioned, um, he was really an agnostic, as I understand it, and, you know, even involved with things that were um, what's often called rationalism. I don't know how much of that um, I'm kind of speaking from from just um, my um, rather pedestrian knowledge of this. I don't have it right in front of us. Um, I know that his wife went on to work with um, rationalistic things. I don't like that term because to me intrinsically implies that other perspectives that could be honestly pursuing objectively observable proof of um, so-called spiritual phenomenon are irrational. That, to me, is not an honest and open approach to finding truth. Because even though I know that some of these organizations, they open the door, you know, show it to us. Well, (laughs) you know, we haven't gotten to that point yet although I think probably it could be shown if we were really looking at it in in um, a more honest and deep and objective way, that there's more to this world than meets the eye. We can't evade the spiritual aspects of this conversation that is going to be prompted this week And that doesn't mean that it's some kind of um, ego-based perspective, because you'll hear those, and, you know, everybody has had, in the spiritual community, there really is this notion of, you know, there are personal experiences that one can have. Things can get um, ungrounded within those experiences. But even there, I am not here to cast judgment on any one person's experience because many of us have had interesting spiritual experiences. This has to do with so many things, and I'm sure this is just the first program. Well, it's not the first, but in this new series of programs, as this is unfolding, um, this this is really my initial, very spontaneous approach to this topic, although I did as preparation, since I hadn't in years, listen to my conversation with Stephen Bassett, which was rather amazing because we really, I knew, I've had that conversation, um, one of the, the few that are featured on my FrontierBeyondFear.com page. That one has been there for a long time. And he presents a different perspective. You know, when I hear a conversation like that, where we're really talking to one another, I'm not just, 
you know, enabling the promotion of something. And, and to be fair, this program has been known, and even one of its its testimonials has been known to be a real conversation. But let's just say that particular conversation was even more deeply real. Um, and I think it's because there was no book that was being promoted. You know, it's so easy for these podcasts to even unintentionally, just out of graciousness, and this has happened in the past for sure, and I mentioned it in the last episode, it can feel at times like an infomercial. And that's why I'm not bringing on guests right now. But when I hear a conversation like that one where we're just two people honestly exploring, and yes, I'm giving Stephen the opportunity to present very much so his perspective, I realize that there's a kind of conversation that we really do need in our podcast domain. And I know for sure they're happening in other places. I don't know what that means for this program going forward. I can't tell you right now, but I recognize the value and the depth of authentic conversations sharing multiple perspectives on something important. Ultimately, this topic does have to do with who we all are. And yes, it does venture into different belief systems and how um, different belief systems will react to this. I don't know what's going to happen this week. It may be a very sterile exploration of, yeah, there are these things we've observed. But I just before the program saw a really interesting perspective um, that someone shared on Twitter. And um, I can't even remember exactly where it came from, if it was in an article or someone said it. But, boy, that is a really interesting perspective because one of the things that has been discussed around these crafts is that they seem to hover sometimes or even disable nuclear um, facilities or, you know, they're by missile silos and things. And people have talked about that. And I even met a person, never brought him on the show, um, but someone who is known for having witnessed something like that. And someone said that could be because of the EMP aspect of these devices and the harm that they could cause to the ship. And I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? Because my gut feeling tends to be more and more that it is extremely difficult possibly almost impossible. In fact, the image that comes to mind, though it's in a different context, is of fitting through the eye of a needle, so to speak, for a technological society to survive. And in fact, this is something, um, I have various ways of approaching this topic, and I haven't decided how I'm going to deal with that. Um, when I used to go to these booths, I was very much myself because I was always on a radio broadcast, in fact, in front of an audience, and it wasn't my show. It was you know, a so-called real radio program I was on, and I would talk about this perspective because I had grown a presence, really just a Susan, on this show. And I talked about this at more than one um, UFO festival near my home. And I've even been on a panel. It's just been a few years. This was in Oregon. So how do we move forward with this, I'm trying to determine it myself because I do feel there are some important things, important perspectives we need to explore. And when you look at what's being talked about on Twitter, it's either often someone who's, you know, um, promoting something. And even there, you don't see it on Twitter too much, but, you know, just, um, you know, and not to 
not to even judge that. I mean, people have different um, things that they they do, different types of groups they lead, different speaking um, types of speaking engagements they're called to. And who knows? I mean, to some degree, that could happen with me at some point. But it, it's this is not about any organization. Let's just put it that way. I am not affiliated with anyone other than just my authentic self. I do um, have some websites that are relevant to this phenomenon, but I haven't decided, and they're, they're quite old, um, I haven't decided yet how they will unfold. I do not know. But what I do know is personally I seem to be called, especially after hearing, and let's use even that word lightly. We need to be so careful with these words because before you know it, somebody's interpreting it in some egoic way. Well, we're all called to some kind of work, and it seems that part of my unfolding work is talking about this from a spiritual perspective. And I even broke the ice on it by calling this more prominent program not long ago when they were talking about this topic. And I hadn't done that in, in a while. And no, I'm not even talking about specifics here because I don't need to right now. I'm just saying we have to talk about the spiritual nature of this phenomenon. And really, we have to stop attacking spirituality in general in our society because it's not helping us. Spirituality in its essential essence, <laughs> it's kind of repetitive, isn't it, is a way of being. It is expansive. It is accepting. It is loving. It is open to exploring what is real. And what's really important here is if we somehow determine that some sort of technological species, or more than one, has been visiting here with these craft, and oh yeah, there's some really dark stories now, aren't there? But there are many dark stories in the paranormal realm even using that word loosely. Many people have looked at evidence and probably not enough have looked at it in a really um, serious way because it's hard to look at. And I'm not good at looking at it. I have in the past debated people on this, how you have to um, do what you can to focus on love, flood it with love, that love is the answer to anything lower vibrational. And perhaps that brings me to how I feel about this topic, that if there are lower vibrational species that somehow manage to survive technologically, and now we've even come up with a way of looking at how some people were saying, well, that seems benign. You know, they're trying to keep us from using these nuclear devices. Well, even that could be for their own purposes if that's a plausible explanation. If there are these lower vibrational, lower energy, less evolved, less advanced. I don't even like that word evolved anymore. It puts too many connotations on it. Advanced is a good word. Less advanced species around. Well, we'd have to say it's look at the history of our planet. I mean, there are a lot of dark things that have happening and they're happening as we speak. And technology is often not put to good use. And I really think Stephen Hawking, and again, this is a very spontaneous program, so I don't have the quote right in front of me, but he did say that we don't necessarily want to encounter beings. In fact, it is true that there is some danger. In fact, it's quite significant from that lower energy perspective to even try to contact technological 
species because it's very possible they would be indifferent, that they would not be connected to a love-based or empathy-based way of being. Some might be, yes. But you always have that possibility where they are not. And so then the question becomes, who should we be looking for? Who should we be looking for? Well, that's not so difficult to answer. We need to be looking for the spiritually advanced species. And whether some of them use technology, that is possible. They may choose to be in the physical Um, very engaged in the physical in some way, and they have figured out a way to integrate that into a more empathic way of being. A lot of people have dreams. I have dreams myself, I mean, or have had them. Um, It's hard to always know what things that we see in such a way, what they mean. Um, But even with that aside... We need to be thinking about what is real. I know that sounds really basic, but that's really a very incredible problem that we face within our society today because we get limited and even, I love to use the word hobbled, by a strictly materialistic and mechanistic perspective in exploring what is real. And you will find, even in the discussion that I had with Stephen Bassett, who I think, um, I haven't heard a lot of his interviews at all. I really haven't. But he strikes me, he's open to um, to some of these discussions for sure, but he's, he's more um, focused on the the nuts and bolts aspects. But in in that discussion, we do talk about things like telepathy and other things, and we're in total agreement in the sense that there really isn't anything beyond the normal, which is something he said and many people have said. I've said it too in different ways for years, that the supernatural is just the natural. We just haven't discovered it yet. We haven't fully explored it yet so that we can verify that. If we look at this from solely a materialistic, mechanistic perspective, we will not be fully or even approaching addressing the topic. What's happening this week is really just a discussion, as I understand it. I don't know. I'm going to see what they have to say about what are these mysterious crafts that do these very um, aerodynamically difficult things from our level of technology. And yes, there are all kinds of perspectives on, oh, we already know about that, or they're ours, or we've imitated something, or there's somebody else's, but on the planet, yes. Live show, this one's going to go pretty short. Um, Those listening to the live program, I know... um, You'll be leaving here in just a minute. Um, just a reminder, FrontierBeyondFear.com is the source for for finding out more about this broadcast. I am Susan Larison Dan. I have had this show for over a decade, and I share authentic spiritual perspectives from my heart. I also have a scientific background, and that is something that is not apart from my spiritual perspective. The two can coexist. So anyway, if you're listening to the live program, thank you for being here, and thank you to Blog Talk Radio for highlighting this show on the homepage while live. I always appreciate that. I will reflect only a little bit longer, and I may even, I don't know, I may do a midweek show this time. I'm not sure. We'll see. If not, I will likely address this again next Saturday after listening to what happens at this hearing. 
and perhaps over that time I will make more decisions and things may even just happen this week, we'll see, um, where I'll be sharing um, this perspective a little bit more. In the movie Contact, there actually was a person, although he was much more um, involved in in um, his own endeavors in the spiritual community. Um, I love that movie, where he presents a spiritual perspective. And be clear, a spiritual perspective is really independent of a religious perspective because every religion will have a different way of looking at it, but the spiritual perspective can be a subset of many of those, especially if you are um, a believer or you've had an experience where you felt this of the divine being love. That sounds so soft compared to the nuts and bolts, I know, but it's important because if there really were some lower vibrational, lower energy, strictly technological, very, um, you know, really in many ways, some of them could even be termed some of the stories as frightening um, species out there, then that's when we really do need the assistance or the perspective of something that has more, I want to use the word power, and it actually is true that the omnipresent divine is, of course, very powerful, and of course, everything and everyone is a part of it if you believe that the divine is omnipresent. That is, of course, a belief that I just shared, that the divine is omnipresent. But many of us have had experiences of um, oneness with the divine, and they can be very profound. And so thinking about consciousness is important because it influences who these beings at a higher level would be. It's often said, and in fact, Stephen said it in that interview, that, that they, he just touched upon it briefly, um, that they would, you know, in fact, I don't want to put words into his mouth, so let's just be independent of that, but it kind of came up. Many people say <laughs> that they would be uninterested in us. Well, only the um, very sterile, cold, even frightening to some degree, well, maybe to a great degree, um, species would be that way. A truly advanced species would be empathic beyond comprehension. And at the highest level, and um, remote viewing came up in the discussion, which is very interesting, at the highest level, they would be even reachable and inseparable from a so-called lower, a, a less advanced species because that's what omnipresence is. And if you advance within your knowledge of that, you not only could see us, you could feel us, you could be with us. I mean, gosh, it really does approach a verse that I was going to talk about. I would may I was going to wait, but maybe I will talk about this because I was thinking, well, how is this going to be viewed from different um, religious perspectives? And I think I'll just gently touch upon this. First of all, it depends on the religion. I'm no expert, and no, I am not a Mormon, but I I know that the Mormons have this incorporated within their belief system. So for Mormons, this won't be so unusual. It's not unusual at all for them to think about um, beings elsewhere um, and um, other planets and things. So I'm sure what um, astronomy is revealing right now is really easy for them to look at. I'll tell you, 
um, growing up, um, where I was in a family, I am the granddaughter of an evangelical minister, which I've said many times, um, although I didn't really know him very well because I was very young and he wasn't nearby. Um, one of the questions, I know I asked my mother, um, and it wasn't her father, it was my father's father. Um, I asked my mother at some point when I was fairly young about this topic because I read all kinds of books and I was very curious and I distinctly remember her bringing up this verse which I looked up before um, the program because I didn't remember which exact verse it was and it was John ten sixteen. and here's the, the way I heard it at the time I believe, was through the King James Version. So I went ahead and looked that up. And um, I'm pretty sure I've got this in the King James Version. Um, looked it up fast before the program. John 10:16. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. The main part of that that I recall from this conversation years and years ago was just the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. So there are verses within the Bible. And then the other area I was looking at before the program is Revelation 21, which has a lot of things, like a grab bag of things. Some of them are very frightening. But what I was looking at in particular and remembering was this notion of a city coming down out of heaven. And then there's even a description of the city. I won't read the exact verse. That's actually in Revelation 21 too. And let's keep in mind um, if we were objectively looking at this, visionary experience is a very um, unusual space, similar to dreams, and not always easy to convey or interpret. And in this partic- in these passages, um, someone is having a visionary experience, and there's some very positive things here, talking about essentially what many of us have t- called heaven on earth in different ways and from different perspectives and from this perspective as well. But what's interesting about this passage, and I'm sure it's come up, in fact, I know it has come up on the History Channel. I'm not even an expert in that. I just don't have time to watch tons of television. Um, I have not watched every episode or even most many episodes of Ancient Aliens, for example. I am not an expert in this topic, I am a heart-based voice thinking about and reflecting upon how spirituality influences this topic. And yes, I have spoken about that because that's an authentic perspective from a real person. And we can all engage with the topic in that way, depending on our perspective. But anyway, later on in this passage, It talks about the city's dimensions, like it's some kind of an object coming down from the sky. And Revelation 21, um, 16 and 17, they talk about that. And they talk about um, what it looks like, how it's pure gold. And it measures, um, um, it talks about, 12,000 furlongs, the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal, I'm reading right now. So that seems to refer to some kind of object. Everybody has seen paintings from the Renaissance or different types. Some of them look like they contain objects. Many of us have even seen something unusual. I did. I've talked about it on this show. It took me years. I always, you know, as a child, I was hopeful I might see something. I liked this topic. I was very engaged with, like, close encounters and things like that. I didn't like the scarier aspects of the topic. I tended to steer clear of that. And let's be clear, I'm not trying to dismiss if something really frightening and and life-changing has happened to you, 
someone who is listening, I am not dismissing your experience. I'm just telling you, I know how hard this is to look at. And I can reach out in empathy, but I am not an expert on that. I can conceive there could be lower energy species that do harmful things, just as human beings do harmful things if they have free choice. But it is my every hope that there are more advanced and really my belief that this is probable. We can't know for sure that someone has reached this point out there, but they've been around a long time. And somebody, and possibly many, maybe even us someday, because there's clearly some help given the omnipresence of the divine, yes, a belief. There, it is, this is why we need to explore more about spiritual realities, things that we can't explain, yes. Um, it is reasonable within that context that there would be advanced species across time, across space. They could reach across both because they would feel their connection to the omnipresence that connects all of us. And we could too we could raise our awareness enough and that's what happens in visionary experiences to many people. Um, We need to think about this because if we only look at it from a lower fear-based perspective, and this, yes, is a program about fear, we will be limiting ourselves and also harming ourselves because we won't see the light-filled aspects of the greater phenomenon beyond what these craft in our skies may be, which could very well be just a less advanced technological species. And in fact, That was something Stephen Bassett said. I hadn't heard this conversation in a long time, even though I've been featuring it. I just remembered that it was a good one. Um, He talked about that they may not be that far advanced beyond us, and he saw this as a hopeful thing um, because they managed to get through not destroying um, themselves, although sadly, if you listen to this conversation, it was at a time when we hadn't been thinking quite as much about the possibilities of nuclear confrontation as we are now, because it seems like we're right back in it now. Um, the the challenges of that, and um, you know whether we really will survive. Do we get help surviving? See, that's where I put my hope. I think that we need help to advance. That we need to connect to our more expansive aspects. And possibly, to me, the existence, if you want to know the truth, of a harsher, um, lower energy technological species is not a hopeful thing. To me, that is actually rather dark because it means that they got even farther without developing their own spirituality. So what also comes up, and I do invite you to listen, is telepathy, how that's often talked about as part of it. Well, can you separate telepathy from a greater love-based spiritual awareness? I really don't think that you can unless you're using it in a very tool-based, lower way, which may be possible. But to me, it's sad if these species have not developed in a positive way and they're even, you know, messing with another species, I mean, that's just more of the darkness that's happened on this planet and that still happens on this planet. To me, that's not hopeful at all. What's hopeful to me is if someone advances, sure, 
they don't have to release technology, but I'll tell you, if you became advanced enough, we didn't talk about in that conversation telekinesis, but if someone were to become expert at telekinesis, you could do a lot of things without requiring technology, and the same thing goes for a higher development of telepathy, and yes, remote viewing and all of those skills. And they're not just skills or tools. I mean, if they're viewed that way, I imagine that they would be lower energy in nature and probably not as profound as they could be at the highest level or the higher level. Although the highest is always, although I don't even want to limit the omnipresent divine, it's the highest, it's everywhere. It's even in the lowest. That's why it's my hope that we're helped. I don't know what will happen on this planet. We are going through a very treacherous time. And it is my hope that something good will happen here. I do believe help is available. It's as close as our own hearts. And yes, I do believe that we are not separated from anyone or anything, not from one another, even as we are individuals making free choices. And that's always kind of the wild card because if that, you know, I just don't know. What's going to happen? It could be bad. I mean, there are bad things that are happening on the planet, but there is also goodness and empathy and light. It, there is that door that is opening to the light, the theme of this program, that beautiful image that my artist friend Richard Crooks created. And let me say I probably need to do a program on synchronicity. And I actually have a website. I haven't I have a tendency to not develop certain websites and I probably should, but I never seem to get around to it between just the complexity of my life, my my work that I do, um and just I just haven't always gotten around to it and I, maybe the time has come to do that. But there can be just a astounding coincidences in a life. And to me, that is evidence that there is something more than meets the eye. And how I discovered Richard Crooks is actually one of those meaningful coincidences because I later found out, you know, others that I couldn't even possibly know at the time had independently discovered him as well. And that's what within this way of expressing what that is, that's what a soul family is, is that it's something beyond who we know, who we could have known. And yet somehow we encounter one another. I saw a beautiful image that Richard had painted for a friend's book. And before I ever even knew that he'd done any other person's book or knew the people, and some of these people came on this program as regulars, in fact, he hadn't done it yet, but it still was an independent phenomenon. I asked him to do some artwork for me, and The Frontier Beyond Fear was originally intended to be a book. Maybe it will be someday, although um, I don't know. He's done some other images for me as well that are beautiful and light-filled. And one of those images shows that door opening to the light. That is the frontier beyond fear. That is the peace that passes understanding. And that is the space where we think about very important topics, bringing it back down to earth here, even though it's in the skies, to the UFO disclosure topic. It can't be explored in isolation. That's not possible. We are real people coming to this topic. And all of this dismissiveness about the so-called spiritual in our midst, the people who are engaged with 
spiritual ways of living, spiritual ways of thought, just dismissing them out of hand, which happens far too often, that isn't going to work either. And yes, this comes up in the program as well, that he, the discussion. I'm amazed at how many things came up in that discussion. But, you know, in those days, I was much more used to talking about this. I did go to that UFO festival. I did speak in front of a live audience. I did even debate and talk with other people, and I was even on a panel. I bet I think later that year, just in a few months after that show, I was on a panel, and I'd been doing it other ways of speaking about it before. But I was kind of just this local presence because of having called in to a radio show that went national. Anyway, however that came about, some people believe that there is very dark, um, very, very dark things. There are very dark creatures involved with this, and yes, they use that word demonic. And that will need to be addressed as well because there are people, you have to acknowledge that people will think about this in many different ways, including that perspective, which comes up often. That I have heard it said, you know, there are no other planets. I mean, there are people who believe so many different things that there are no other planets. Although when I was growing up, yes, my mother surfaced that verse, which I found to be quite astute of her to do that because she wasn't one to really talk about this topic very much. I tended to think about it. I know, like in junior high, I wrote a song about it. Um, In fact, I eventually got kind of an award from that. People really liked this song, but whatever. It was a topic I thought about. Anyway, I think I'm going to bring this show to a close. It's been quite casual today, just coming to the topic very spontaneously. I will be watching, even though I do have some work responsibilities that day, so some of that hearing I'm probably going to have to watch on C-SPAN after, so I'll be sure to DVR because Tuesday is going to be a really busy day for me. Um, But I am very curious what's going to come up. I am also thinking about, um, without getting into any real detail, how to engage with this topic because I've been doing it um, in a rather thematic way and I don't think that's really effective. And so, but I'd like to keep that in some way um, because this is greater than, the topic itself is, is bigger than any one voice about it. And so I'm really thinking through the best way to address this. But I do sense I'm going to personally engage with it some. And probably on Twitter, you know, just through my um, Bridge Builder account there, which is really my account. That's who I am. Um, And so in any case, we will continue to advance together. Let's use that word again. It's a much better word than evolve, which has been overused and is often misunderstood, particularly within the spiritual community and particularly depending on what your perspective is. How will we grow? That's even a better word. How will we grow together? What conversations will we choose to have? How will we acknowledge one another Where do our comfort levels take us? Not every one of us is capable of descending into the the darkest, darkest corners of any phenomenon, even the things that happen on the earth, and even while reaching out in empathy at the same time. That is entirely possible. I have a particular focus from my heart, from my experience, and that's what I intend to continue to pursue, just as a real person 
engaging with something that is happening in our world that is of significance. And that's how we all can be. So I will see if I'm here in the middle of the week or I may just wait until Saturday. But I think we it's very likely this topic will come up again next week and we'll see what happens in the week to come. So again, frontierbeyondfear.com. I'm a little... Actually, I think I did update some of it. I can't even remember when I updated it last. I have, I, I certainly will need to add this program to it. FrontierBeyondFear.com is where you can find more episodes and information about this program. If you want to write to me, you can always send me an email. Info at FrontierBeyondFear.com is a way to reach me. And I must admit, I haven't checked it real recently and probably need to. I'll try to keep up with that more. So, take care, everyone. I will once again bring you to Kevin McLeod's Living Voyage to close out this program, which I've been exploring as a new theme. And it, he freely puts his music out into the world under a Creative Commons license, which you find on the show page. Thank you again. I hope to see you next time here on the Frontier Beyond Fear. This is Susan Larison Dance. Talk to you soon.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.